gentlemen, welcome to the Valkyrie cast. This is episode 36, and we are talking Avengers Infinity War today. And to have that conversation, my name is Drew. I'm your host, and with me as always is my brother, the man, the myth, the legend, Matt. Dun, 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 he, he even dun, has yeah, dun, dun. He even has his own theme music now. And then ah, that's the Avengers theme. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but you've hired someone to <laughs> hum it around you, so it's that's cool. right. That's right. Um, and then we have our other co-host, the bearded wonder himself, Tommy. I may hate Marvel, but I love you all. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> So uh, we're, we got a, a lot to talk about because obviously Infinity War is huge. There's a lot anybody, to talk about. And if anybody dis, uh, disagrees with that, they're just wrong. You can't you can't argue it's huge. Um, but before we jump into that, do, we do have a, just two little news points we want to touch on. Um, the first one is our last episode we put out was our first flashback episode where we were talking about Halo because um, we love the Halo franchise. We all love and Halo. And literally, literally the day after we recorded that, uh, Microsoft announced that the original Halo, Halo 3, Halo ODST, and Halo 4 are all now backwards compatible. Which means, if you listen to the episode, you know we had a fun time trying to get the Master Chief Collection to work. Which means, if we had recorded a day later, we probably could have actually just ran it backwards compatible and it probably would have if worked If Infinity much War would have come out when it originally said it was coming out, we would have had no problem. That's a, that's a very valid point. Yeah. Um, so if you have a, if you have an Xbox and you enjoy um, playing backwards compatible games, pretty much now all of the Halos except for Halo Two, which they remastered with the uh, Master Chief Edition collection thing, is now available to play backwards compatible. And in fact, on my shelf that I have all my movies and stuff, I've put most of my 360 games in another place because I was running out of rooms. But literally, Halo Two. Three ODST and four are still on my shelf with all my other like Xbox One and DVDs and stuff because I was like, I can't play them, but they just need to be there. Memories, so, man. I'll, Memories. I also have two Halo 4s. I think one of them's your wife, Drew. Oh, that would make sense. Hey, me- uh... mention of that, we should we should get like all the listeners and, and all of our friends together sometime and do like a scheduled like game night and do like Halo Reach or something big team and just build it Absolutely. up. Absolutely, because awesome. one of the things we talked about was that crazy map, which was on Reach. Oh, that would be even which more means fun if we could find that. If anything ha- else happens, we need to pop Reach in and attempt to find that level that we talked about. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to the episode and you'll understand the, the shenanigans that ensued when we played some Halo um, so yeah, I, I I just felt like that needed to be mentioned because we did that episode and it literally was announced like the day after we recorded. Um, I went and installed Reach on my Xbox after we recorded because I'm like, at some point I'm going to want to play this again. I haven't had time to jump back in it, but like when, I, when I've got a Saturday or something and some time on my hands, I really want to play through some more of that. Um, but does this mm-hmm. mean that they've opened up the servers again where we can go back and actually play Halo 3 multiplayer? That, that I don't know. I know... Last week, Drew said that Reach still has some servers up, so we can hopefully at least play that. Um, but uh, as for 3 and ODST, uh, I don't know. 4 probably still has servers, but I do think Reach still has some servers. We, we may have to check that out and report back on their next episode or on the Facebook page or something, because that would be really fun to do. I, I um, think they did reactivate the servers, Tommy, or I think that like 
for instance, like if you play it on backwards compatible, really it's just an emulator running on the Xbox One, like an X360 emulator. That's all it really is. Um, and I think they just have the servers reactivated through Microsoft's big server system that they have that they launched and stuff. I just Googled it and it says it looks like uh, looks like it's probably working. I know that I hope so. Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops still has servers up because when it became backwards compatible, I went back and played some matches online oh, and had all my subclasses still set up. And that came out the same year's Reach, so... This is saying possibly. This is saying that some of the the more specific playlists take a lot longer to get a group, but like Social Slayer is pretty decent. So, which Maybe is the is. the best playlist, Social Slayer. True. Um, the other little bit of news we just wanted to mention because we didn't mention it when it came out is we got a second um, trailer for Venom, and we actually got to see Venom in this trailer, and you most everybody would agree it looks pretty awesome. Looks like I Venom. Really, I'm awesome. torn. I'm torn. I like the look of Venom. I don't know how I like the Venom power. Yeah, that that's a little. I agree with you, Tommy, because we just went and saw Infinity War, and they showed the first trailer that you don't see any Venom power, and it's got him riding the bike, and the cars coming at him. And in the new trailer, he's riding the bike, and the Venom like shoots out of his clothes and grabs it, and comes. And uh, I don't know. It's hard because like CGI like that, it may be not anywhere near being done so it could look tremendously better by the end of the movie but i don't mind the powers because i remember playing some of the old spider-man games and one of them when you play venom like true venom not like spider-man in the venom symbiote you would use like giants like arms and stuff to like swing around and attack but i'm kind of like i'm okay with the arms kind of becoming extendomatic uh Mm -hmm. To me, it's the the idea like when he takes the bike and he ramps off and the bike flies out okay, underneath yeah. him and then like shoots out of his midsection. It grabs the bike and it pulls him towards. It's like, eh. yeah, that that one scene looked real cheesy to me too. But also, why don't you have a hole in your shirt now? Come on, bud. That too. Thank you. Um, but I I'm still hesitant on the movie just because it's Sony and it's a Venom origin movie without Spider Man. Yeah. Um. I'm and the same and way. before anybody attacks me and is like Tom Harlan's been seen on set and on IMDb it has Peter Parker, but you, Venom was the whole thing origin of Venom was he was with Peter Parker for a while first and that's why there's the spider and that's why he hates spy Peter Parker and stuff so like he may make a cameo but like. Whatever. I like I like Tom Hardy though, so the fact that the Venom looks cool and I like Tom Hardy makes me cautiously optimistic. I'll definitely I, see it. I don't Yeah, I'll definitely see it. I have no desire to see it. As my wife oh. said when we saw the trailer, Venom without Spider Man, that sounds kind of boring. And I, I need this to go down in history. Tommy for the first time said he would see a movie that Drew refuses to see of the Marvel origin. Mark this date. Hell, it's for time. Just wait by till the time you hear about you my wa- thoughts of Infinity War. By the yes, time you I hear this, wait. it's gonna be May. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like it to be good because I think Venom's an interesting character. But I also feel like we were actually having this discussion at lunch. Like Venom is kind of you. You want to see Venom. You don't want to <laughs> see the person that's struggling with Venom. It's kind of like the Hulk dilemma. I was thinking about this the other day. Somebody really put this well that. The issue why Hulk movies have had such a hard time is because people want to see the Hulk, but Bruce Banner's character is all about struggling. That's his deepest fear. He doesn't want to become the Hulk and lose control of everything else. So it's this weird, like, Banner's boring, and everybody wants to see the Hulk, so he's boring, and then 
it's kind of the same thing with me and Venom. Like, I want to see Venom, and, like, unless it's done right, I feel like uh, whoever the host is could be rather boring. I don't know. That's just me. I, I predict it will fail because it's Sony giving us <laughs> the amazing Spider-Man in an attempt to be Logan. Mm. And I just... Okay. Mm. I don't I don't see it going well. I mean, I'll still go see it, but what, I, what I do predict guys, it's going to fail. What do you guys think of the fact that this is symbiote has a voice? Because in no other iteration that I am aware of, maybe in some else world or something, the symbiote is just, it is an entity, but like it attaches to the host and it amplifies strength and aggression and anger and stuff. But as far as I know, it's never had its own actual, like, like conscious and whatnot. Mm. And in this, like, there is a voice talking to Eddie Brock and being like that. So the symbiote is, like, got its own, like, I mean, there's always been the whole we are Venom because it's, like, a symbiotic relationship and stuff. But, like, there's never been, like, a conscience with it. What do y'all think of that? Because I think it's I think it's interesting. I don't necessarily hate it, but I've just never seen it done before. So I, I think, think it's Tom Hardy just wants an excuse to do a, a different accent for every film that he's in. <laughs> you think he wants to be in a film that he's not just like has his face covered up most of the time? And, but it's still flat? halfway going to be there because it's he... going to be Venom half. The, if he's not Venom for at least half the screen time, this movie is definitely going to fail. I just I just think about Dunkirk like. It was, uh, it was good, but he just flew around in a plane all the time and then landed on a beach and was like, flare. Do not be afraid. That comes later. <laughs> um, I don't know. Hey, right. mention of superhero movies, I, I think there was a second Deadpool trailer that came out as well. And all I want to say is, I don't know if y'all saw it, but there was the moment where he pulls the katanas out and he's like slicing the bullets like he did in like he Origins did in, uh, Wolverine. But he does it. He like, he like blocks two and then all the other bullets hit him in the chest. He's like, Holy crap, your bullets move really fast. I laugh so hard. Guys, I'm going to see Deadpool 2 for one reason and one reason alone. And that because reason's the... name is Terry Crews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do love Terry Crews, man. What um, about the freaking dude who has no superpowers? He's jumping out of the plane with them. That's the funny. Evidently, thing that's me. some comedian. Like in real life, I heard someone say it's just some stand-up comedian, which <laughs> makes it even funnier. My favorite part of that entire thing was when Cable says something really dark, and Deadpool's like, "Oh man, you're dark. You so sure dark. you're not in the DC cinematic universe?" <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be good. I'm glad it, it still feels like. It's still got the vibe of the first I, Deadpool. I think so. whoever's doing the marketing for Deadpool is really living up the whole breaking, breaking the, uh, is it the third or the fourth wall? Help fourth. Me. Fourth, fourth wall. wall. Breaking the fourth wall because, like, his whole, like, hey, Thanos, pump the hate break, hate buddy. <laughs> right at the beginning of that trailer and then the DC thing and everything else is just they've, hilarious. They've always had a good marketing team because the first one came out on Valentine's Day and there was an entire slew of, trailers that made it look like a romantic comedy so guys could show it to their girlfriend and be like babe let's go see this and then they could go see it and in the first few movies few minutes of the movie it's like i know what you're thinking that guy just stabbed those guy with a sword what kind of superhero movie is this and i was just like yep this is awesome <laughs> all right so there's some news for you now let's get into the topic the main topic we're talking about avengers infinity war um, the war just keeps going, guys. Forever. The war, and ever. The, the the culmination of ten years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which has something like this has never been done before. So you have to give Marvel props for pulling it off thus far, regardless of your opinion of Marvel, Tommy. You've got to admit, 
it's cool and it's a big deal what they've been ma- managed to do and managed to make so successful overall. And uh, so this is literally ten years in the making. I don't know what f- number this is. Is this, this like the nineteenth? This is movie? the nineteenth one. I put it. Uh, I looked it up. This is the nineteenth MCU movie, uh, which is crazy to think about. It's been ten years. I I I like the little. You know, they all they they've changed their uh, little Marvel bumper thing a little bit at the beginning of the film where. It had ten in it, which I like. Um, <laughs> I saw an interview with Kevin Feige. <laughs> they were talking about that, and they're like, "Yeah, we were wanting to do something special for 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 ten years, so we were trying to figure out." And we, we just stole the idea from Star Wars when they did their <laughs> ten year thing. <laughs> I was like, "I mean, hey, there's worse things to steal ideas from." So I mean, they're all owned by it. the same parent company now, so you know, yeah, exactly. well, copyright yeah, issues. Works. Mentioning of that, this one has officially beat The Force Awakens in largest domestic opening weekend for box office, bringing in $258 million. That's $10 million more than Star Wars, which is wild to think of. Crazy. I believe it, though, because I forgot to buy tickets, and then I had, well, and this is like I had to buy IMAX tickets because that was only decent seats, but it was worth seeing in IMAX. It was really nice. But um, it's crazy. It's also beaten worldwide box office. It's, as of right now, just for the opening weekend, which it hasn't 600. even opened, uh, if I remember right, it hasn't even opened in China yet. Oh, wow. Well, it's $640 million oh, worldwide gosh, as of today. That's a huge market. Oh, my God. And it's going to break here's, here's the other thing that I don't know how I feel about. I'm just going to be honest. But Disney, as of right now, holds nine of the ten biggest opening box offices of all time. The only one that is in there, I believe, is the fifth one, and it's Jurassic World. Yeah, it's all it's all that. Star Wars and all Marvel movies. Yeah, I I was thinking about that the other day with like superhero movies. You know, it's 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 a big genre right now. But I know people are all the time, like when they look at like some of the X Men movies that have failed or some of the DC movies that they think have failed, and they're just like, or even some of like the obscure comic book movies that are made or superhero movies, and they're like, I don't even know why they keep trying. And I just want I to know. tell them it's go go and look at the top twenty worldwide domestic, and almost, worldwide domestic? almost all of them, uh, or worldwide or domestic. Okay, sorry, that's sorry. What I meant to say worldwide or domestic like box office, and the f- top twenty is almost all superhero movies, and the ones that aren't superhero movies are Star Wars and Harry Potter and stuff. So like. They're just trying to get into that some of that money, guys. So they're not trying; they're there succeeding. I mean, oh, yeah. yep. Well, and and we're gonna get to this at some point too, especially with kind of the direction of this movie because they they've done some very comic book things in this movie, in my opinion, that works really well in a comic book setting. But when you apply it to a movie and just the way movies work is kind of like I don't know, I, I it didn't work as well for me personally. Um, but yeah, Infinity War. Do we, do we even need to do a spoiler thing, or do we just want to dive in? I, I'm trying to think no, of a way to I talk about this without talking about spoilers. There, I think there's just too much going on in this movie, uh, besides giving our initial opinions, but I think let's just dive in. Spoiler warning, we're going to go full force into this thing, um, talking about this crazy, record-breaking, third Avenger superhero movie. So... Let's dive hey, in. But, Let's just do. But I was gonna say go before ahead. we go that the only thing I'd like to say is if for some reason you started listening to this and for some reason you've not seen this movie yet, I don't understand why you're listening to this. But um, if you like Avengers, 
Maybe they just like us. That's true. Say, you they just like, like hearing voice. our voices and like listening to our news section. Uh, Everybody loves the bass in my voice. Uh, the bass, <laughs> the Tommy <laughs> bass. <laughs> um, I like the news section, yeah, I mean, but I don't know if anybody actually <laughs> likes the news part. But no, I'm just going to say, if you like the Avengers, you've probably already seen this, but if for some reason you haven't, go see it because it's... The Avengers. Yeah, because I, mean, I don't like the Avengers, and for some reason I've already seen it. So I mean, you know, there's hope <laughs> because for we went somebody. Because we went and saw a Quiet Place, Tommy. That's why you. <laughs> we talked about this. Okay, so let's go. Let's do initial reactions. Um, let's, Tommy, just go ahead and go first. <laughs> I know what your thoughts were, and I just if go ahead. If if the Break. rest of our listeners could see our group text like, message <laughs> and just know what's coming. Listen, go ahead, because there's people that tune into this episode for one reason. I know it, and it's to find out what you thought of Avengers Infinity War. So give it to us straight. Um, All right, I'm going to read my text message verbatim (laughs) as... As uh, the credits, you know, right after the end credit scene, um, here's my text message. Guys, I hated it. And that's all he said. That's, <laughs> that's all, he all said. I said. And I looked at it and I went, "Yeah, I, I could see that." Not surprised. Um, I like the credits. Did, Side note: You just you, made me think of it, like when they did like, like the, the individual credits. names for the credits. I was like, "Wow, this is this is nice." Ten- Tommy literally went, "I like the end when it ended." <laughs> okay, so Tommy, you hated it. I'm assuming you're not going to elaborate on that yet. Uh, Drew, what did you think? Guys, I, I saw this yesterday afternoon at about three o'clock. So it was Sunday. Um, so uh, I, I didn't get to see it like opening day or anything. And um, I, I'm still processing every, everything. I think that's the biggest thing. There are parts I like, and there are parts I didn't really like, and there are parts that I'm still not sure how I feel about. Um, I'm actually in that camp. Yeah. I like, I, I, to elaborate, I actually will say the more I culminate, the more unsure I am about this film, and we'll kind of discuss it as we get deeper into this. Ooh. Um, and I still stand by, I hated it, because I almost went inside it again yesterday, because I culminated on the parts that I liked enough that I went, maybe I need to see it a second time, and then I remembered two-thirds of the film, and I went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... uh. I, I there were some things I really there were some things I really loved in it and there were some things I didn't like at all in it uh, and there are some things that I'm not sure if I liked or if I hated it um, and that's the best way I I will say this out of every Marvel movie just kind of in summation me and my wife both looked at each other at the end and was kind of like hmm and then we both said we don't know how we feel about this and that's that's still kind of where I'm at I've been trying I I literally had a lunch today with some other real geeky friends uh to talk about this i had uh, i've read some articles today like i've tried to wrap my head around it some more and i'm not really sure i, I just don't know don't know matt don't know what about okay. you brother of mine boy comic book me, fan the the real the me, one true actual comic book fan of the valkyrie cast let me just say and i was gonna try to pull it up and find some quotes of um some react some of my friends reactions to this movie i know one of my friends said uh 
greatest thing ever put on the silver screen or oh here we go infinity war is the most epic thing i've ever seen on screen it was amazing things like that i have a lot of friends who uh were my meltingly blown my friend danny has seen it three times already um danny man you got some disposable income bruh and movie pass well actually not movie pass because they've changed some stuff we should talk about that later i heard um but i liked the movie i really enjoyed it there's a lot of i like there's some stuff that i kind of meh about um they i went into this movie hesitant because i wasn't convinced up into the very start of the movie that they were going to be able to pull off that many characters and that many things going on successfully and i'm pleased to say they did really well with it for what i thought like i was really surprised with that many major characters and major players that they pulled it off really well but i don't think it's the greatest thing that's ever been on the screen i don't think it's the best movie ever like a lot of my friends say um but i was pleased with it and enjoyed it i really want to see it again because the movie ended and i was the same way where i was just like that was really good but like there's so much that happened and so much going on that like i just don't it's hard to like wrap my head around everything and not because it's like a complicated movie or anything it's not really that complicated it's just there's a lot of things there's a lot of moving parts movie. there were a lot of moving <laughs> parts and to me um and I went and also went in because let's be real, you cannot watch this movie without watching all all of the other Marvel movies. Yeah, more than any Marvel least, movie before. That at least have yeah. a stone in it. And while most of the time with Marvel, I will say that that can be a negative, but I have to give it like a kind of a seal, like a little asterisk, because this is a big movie that's so big and they've building been building up to so long. Um, you just need to have seen these other movies. So I, I'm not going to give that as a negative because this movie was built upon everything that came before. So I'm not going to count that as a negative. But I, 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 I've, I've tried to write some stuff down so to, to you know explain some of the stuff. There's a lot I really like in this movie, and there's some stuff that just kind of didn't do it for me. But overall, I did really like the movie. I thought it was good. I'm not surprised in the least that it's breaking all the records. Um, but I'm just not on that train of where it completely melted my mind and completely shook me at the end of the movie. And maybe because I watched Game of Thrones and I'm just numb to that kind of stuff because this wasn't like this. I mean, it was like, oh, that's sad, but that's crazy. I can't believe Marvel did that. But I don't know. We'll talk about it. But that, I, that was kind of my thoughts. I, tell so. me what were you going to say? I'm curious. Uh, I was actually going to say, as somebody who has not seen the entire Marvel saga, uh, I probably only have 14 of the 19 in the bag at, you know, on a good number. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't totally unfollowable. I mean, there's a couple things that Rebecca had to lean and go, this is from that. And I'd go, Oh, okay, cool. And, um, but you know, y- you didn't have to see everything to no. make it work. Yeah, I saw I saw a video breakdown of like he, these are the ones you need to see, and it was mostly just pulling out the ones that like in, actually introduced one of the Infinity Stones, and ones that had like key players. But there were there are about probably five of the movies that you you can get away without seeing. But still, it it builds upon everything. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Tommy, I, I left thinking you had to watch all the movies before to really understand this. And I think that you would understand it and it would have hit a lot it would hit a lot better if you had. Um I watched Spider Man Homecoming literally the night before we went to see it. So like 
there were some Spider-Man moments in this film that I was like, oh man, because I just watched Peter Parker and that's my boy. I like that guy. I really like Tom Holland's as Peter Tom Parker. Tom Holland's great. Um, but um, but at the same time, we, me and my wife were talking about this on the way back, and she she mentioned that, you know, there was a lot of explaining in it. There was a lot of explaining about what was going on. Uh, we even kind of got a rehash of what the Infinity Stones were at the beginning, kind of like we got in the original Guardians and some of the other stuff. It didn't feel. I don't know. I'm kind of with you, Tommy. I don't think you had to see every no, they, single one. They did. They did do a good job with some stuff. Like, uh, for example, when we run into the Guardians of the Galaxy, we basically get a complete recap of the last movie when Thor shows up because Peter runs through the whole thing. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I thought we had to fight my dad, and you know, I had to kill my dad, and all this other stuff. He killed my mom and whatnot." I was like, "Okay, well, Guardians two got that covered, and you know." But I, I agree. But I, I do think it was more rewarding if you've seen all of them, and I mean. I guess that's a good thing. So, let's 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 go into it. Let's um, let's just talk about some of the stuff from this movie. Um, just shoot whatever pops in our minds. Uh, I do want to start with. I know knew very very little about Thanos going into this movie. The only thing I knew was I the only character from DC I could compare him to is Darkseid because that's kind of who he's a copy of. And yes, he's a copy of Darkseid. Sorry, that's a fact. But <laughs> fact, I have yo. to say, I have to say, Thanos was great. I really Best liked him. Marvel villain. Best Marvel villain. He was interesting. He was engaging. He was terrifying. Even even he was terrifying. Even when he's at his worst. There were moments where I was like, oh, man, I can't, like, he's wrong. It, it, it reminded me of the whole Killmonger thing. Like, there's moments when you're like, he's wrong in doing this, but I'd see why he's doing it. Like, you know, it's, his argument and his thoughts aren't wrong. And I have to say, if they hadn't have nailed Thanos, this movie wouldn't have worked. And I heard somebody say this movie should have just been called Thanos Infinity War because this is his movie. This movie is Thanos' movie. All those monologues. Mm. Yeah. And, and at first when I heard his voice, I was like, I feel like they should do something with his voice. But by as it went on, I was like, no, nope, it's perfect. I'm, go you you go dude you're awesome i'm looking you're through just... right now like twitter react the best twitter reactions in any war and i just found an old comic book panel someone posted here I'll, I'll link it into us that's got thanos in a helicopter that says thanos and it says no thanos chopper in the infinity war terrible unwatchable um <laughs> which is pretty ridiculous i listen thanos. the initial moments i mean here's here's one thing i really liked about this film because uh, that's pretty hilarious, you gotta admit. But one thing that you I, that I liked about this film, and one of the reasons I think it pulls off what you were just saying a minute ago, Matt, about having this many characters, this many big personalities in one film, is this movie. You know, we see the the Asgardian ship like blown to bits, and it picks up and does not stop till the end. The pace of this movie was very, it felt very on top. Let's keep moving, and also, you know, we constantly had things happening. I mean, we had. This is probably the most use I've seen in a movie that I can think of. Of uh, Tommy, you may know the the cinematic term, but like actual just telling us where we are because we were jumping all over the universe from planets to you know New York, Wakanda. Uh, at some points, yeah, we I'm were. I'm so glad we had a title sequence that said space, so I knew where we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so... that was one of my favorite parts though when they started playing playing music and the Guardians flew in. Man, though, I, I gotta admit, I, I got real happy when that happened. Well, mm-hmm. I think this is where the Russo brothers shine, actually, because they've done so much television. Mm-hmm. And uh, in point, they did 
at least was it five episodes of Arrested Development? Yeah. And think about how many characters that's true. Arrested Development had to juggle in just a twenty-three minute segment, and here we had over two and a half hours. So, um, you know, I, I I'll give them credit that they did a great job. Oh, they actually directed the pilot for Arrested Development. Yeah, I that's think they interesting. were they were some of the main people behind it. There's actually an Easter egg in the movie, evidently, yeah, at the collector scene. They've got Tobias Bluth, all blue, <laughs> in a collector's pod, like, in the collector's collection. Yeah. And evidently, awesome. they had something to do with um, Community. Maybe they directed a few episodes of Community. Yeah, they did some episodes of Community Because well. they have the Dean uh, in Civil War. Uh, yeah. As like the MIT dean, and he's pretty much the oh, wow. ca- same character. And I didn't realize that until I rewatched it like earlier this week. Oh yeah, he's the MIT. <laughs> Let me tell you about an idea I have. It's like a self-heating hot dog. You just you've got the heating capsule inside the meat. <laughs> it was just like, oh gosh, this is awesome. They actually oh. did forty-seven episodes of Community, so props to them. I love Probably. Community. Like, I do too. It's one of my favorite. I've been rewatching it. It's one of my favorite like television shows. It's I'd so ridiculous. S- Never did see the yacht when Yahoo picked it up, but uh, it's not terrible. I've just got to that point. You mean you mean Netflix? Doesn't Netflix pick them up? No, Yahoo actually. Picked oh, you're them talking up about community. Did. I thought you were talking about yeah. Arrested Development. Oh no no no. Um, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, complete Infinity Ward sidetrack though. If you've not watched Arrested Development and Community, you're really missing all on some really funny television. So go do fair. yourself a favor. There's always money in the banana stand, and go watch <laughs> Arrested Development. So you know, looking at the very beginning of the movie, sorry, I was trying to. No, 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 you're good. Uh, the I was a little. I don't know how to feel about the very start for one reason. So, it completely negates the whole ending of Ragnarok because the whole you know Ragnarok was a comedy. Let's be real, but like the whole ending of of Ragnarok had this nice moment of being like Asgard isn't a place; it's its people. And then Infinity War. Okay, yeah, all the Asgardians are dead all of them i assume i assume they're all dead now somebody told me and i don't remember hearing this line and like i said i've only seen it once but somebody had told me that thor had made a line that half the asgardians are dead i heard half. so maybe some of them escaped but watching it the first time it's safe to assume that all of asgardians are dead except for thor which means valkyrie's probably dead cord's probably dead um, but unless that line was real, which I missed it, but Drew said no, he thinks I, he heard, I heard it. So that, maybe some I heard of them are around. Well. And it looks like, and, and I, I thought about that line because the opening shot, we see the ship looks like it's been cut in half. So part of me was like, maybe Thanos literally just cut the ship in half, let half of it live, half of it And maybe, because it starts with the distress signal, so maybe that was the them escaping. I, mean, I couldn't I like understand what the distress signal was. eyebrows, elbows, if he sent Hulk <laughs> away, like... Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thank you for that. why just Hulk? I was real confused. Uh, because he's mortal. If he turns back, he's dead. Yeah. That was what but I, I mean, thought was it was just him trying to get Hulk out of there because if Hulk reverts back, Bruce Banner is dead. All right, so this opening scene I, I liked because it set the tone for the film. Um, I did not expect to see freaking Loki die. I'll be real honest. Bye, Loki. Uh, is he dead? Um, yeah, I, I I've heard dead. a lot of rumors that um, there's quite a few people I know that actually believe uh, because he is the god of tricks. He made a trick. Yeah. The, and he's smart he, that he's not dumb enough to actually let him get himself killed. I don't know. I yes and yes and no. Like there's there's a part of me that like even in the last movie, Loki was still being Loki, but because of like some of his arc in the last movie, 
and it seemed like he had that continued this, I feel like it is up in the air whether or not they just come up with a good excuse to have him back. Well, that's because pretty accurate. They can bring him back because he's a great character and we've had a great arc with him, but if he stays dead, it is a very appropriate ending for him. Well, and it was especially considering his arc. It was a very uh it was just a pretty sorry, I accidentally knocked something on my desk. Um it was a very like not pleasant way to watch someone die uh mm-hmm. and that whole well, that whole opening scene really did set up thanos's character for being someone that you did not want to mess with and it really he was scary i mean i didn't want to mess with him um there were a lot of little kids in the theater when i went that shouldn't have been there yeah i thought that as well because <laughs> i looked around and i said these kids are going to be devastated at the end of this movie 20, 20 years in the like, future and they're gonna like, be like like they're gonna be remember this movie and it's gonna scare the crap out of them for many reasons but even one like that jump scare with vision legit put my girlfriend in a panic attack in the theater like my girlfriend jumped slid down in her seat and was shaking because it scared her so much it sent her into a little panic attack she was okay by by the time Cap'n showed up she was okay but man like if like kids in there like that part probably like mess them up i gotta say our viewing experience was horrendous absolutely atrocious we sat at the end of the aisle and speaking of kids i literally had a kid well a group of children who one at a time would constantly cross in front of us every 10 to 15 minutes and it got so bad at one point the the cop at the theater walked in and actually pulled one of the parents out and pulled them aside and was talking to them. And so we had that going on the whole time. We were actually in a theater room where the projector was dying throughout the whole movie. (laughs) So everything was like super dark. It was about two stops darker than it should have ever been. That first scene, like I literally sat there squinting like, I have no clue what is happening here. Um, this big that makes black me feel, Tommy, I, Tommy, I feel like you needed to give it a second and chance. And that's, if if that's why I almost did. Like, that's actually the only reason I was thinking about going back is because, and the people in our theater, we went, I think we actually went Friday night. And it was your mistake, bud. Well, yeah, I got, well, we were supposed to go Sunday morning because that's typically a little calmer. Uh, but, one of our friends went and they saw it Friday morning. They're like, I'm literally driving back to the theater to go buy tickets. You guys should come. And I went, ah, I hate my life already. Let's do this. <laughs> um, but like, I have never been with a more disruptive group of people. And I was at the Thursday night midnight release of the original Avengers where somebody walked in as Loki and like tried starting a fight with a dude dressed up as Thor and this crowd of people, man, I can Marvel fans. I wanted to They're just a special punch. Breed. They, it was bad, man. It was, uh, that's anyways. Like All right, so, let's let's keep let's keep going. Um, because we still got a lot to cover. Let's kind of walk in. through. Let's kind of <laughs> walk through just some of the characters because I feel like that'll remind us of scenes and stuff. What did y'all think of the whole Hulk having problems? Like, the fact that Hulk gets completely owned by Thanos and the rest of the movie is scared to fight. I, and so we actually get Bruce Banner having to step up and fight in the uh, Hulkbuster suit. What did y'all think of that? I thought they were prepping him to die. I'll be honest. I thought we were going to see the end of Hulk in this film. I thought we were mm. going to see a end of a lot of the original 
Avengers because that, that makes too. sense in my head, and I was n- disappointed. <laughs> like not disappointed, <laughs> but just like that's not what happened at all. Uh, we'll yeah. get to that. I thought mm-hmm. I like Bruce Banner. I thought Mark Ruffalo did a great job. Um, I like him as the Hulk. I like him as Bruce Banner. I like him as a Hulk. He honestly, in a lot of ways, was kind of the narrative driving driver for this first part of the film. It felt like, and I felt like he did a pretty mm-hmm. good job conveying being scared. <laughs> I thought it, there was some good humor in it. Um, I like the I like the, li- I the line when the first time he can't do it, and Tony looks and goes, "You're embarrassing him in front of my, the wizards." <laughs> wizards yeah, yeah. D- Iron Man and Doctor Strange was a really interesting like play off each other that I didn't expect to be that way. Um, there is a there was a missed opportunity though because in Civil War two comics they team up for something and Tony goes to high five him and goes come on and goes awesome facial hair bros and and like Doctor Strange high fives and goes I hate you <laughs> because they have like the similar and I kept waiting for that line to happen and then missed opportunity but no I like the Hulk thing because. It was just kind of interesting. Like, Different. Hulk's never been like that. And we got to see more of Bruce Banner. And I like this Bruce Banner. And I thought it was cool because there was that moment where, like, towards the end of the fight, you keep thinking, like, maybe Hulk's going to save the day. Well, because it was in a trailer or something. Like, he burst out of the Hulk suit at some point or in some toy or in something. They completely yeah. made There's you think toy. that was going to happen. A- there's a Funko of that. But, like, it never happened. So Bruce is like, all right, forget it. I'm going to do it myself. And, like, he has to step up, and I thought that was really cool. And also, bravo for Marvel for tricking everyone with the trailer because the shot where all of them are running towards the camera and there's Hulk and all of that them shot never wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Wasn't in the movie, and I thought that was, like, bravo, Marvel. I, that was a cool thing. I've been thinking since you said it, Matt, too. I don't think Thanos' little opening monologue in the trailer about balancing the universe you don't consider but this is I don't fun. Think he says I don't that think he says that in the film either. Putting a smile on his face. I don't think that line's in the movie. I don't remember it. I, I um, like the whole. So, I like Bruce Banner arc. It was different. It was not what I was expecting. I literally in the theater, like when he's fighting in the waterfalls with that big hook guy, whoever he is. Uh, I really was like, uh-huh. any moment now, any moment now. And even when he phased into the rock, I thought that he was gonna burst out and do something, and nothing. So nope. they tricked. He's scared of things. They tricked me. Um, I liked Iron Man because here's the thing. I mean, of course, Tony's awesome, but Tony's kind of annoyed me in some of the last few movies. Um, and in this movie, he was very serious for his character, still quippy and jokey, but he was pretty serious the whole time and taking charge and stepping up. I thought his whole nano suit was pretty cool, but I, really I was, I just kind of, I liked, I liked that like his character was a little more, more serious for his character the whole time and like i was totally rooting for him the whole time although i will say it opens up with him talking to pepper about wanting to have a kid and i went yep he's dead he is dead yep at the end of this movie he's dead i mean i thought because this is very out of character for him but i think that means in the next one pepper's gonna be one of the ones that disappeared oh yeah totally i've already thought that and that's why hawkeye is getting pulled back in because his family's gone his family's gonna disappear uh, yep like that that's that's exactly what's happening motivation wise for the next Avengers mm-hmm. film. My my prediction for the next film is that everybody who left or almost everybody who left or faded away, whatever at the end of this one, gets brought back through sacrifice. And the majority of the characters that we thought were gonna die this time are gonna die, right? are gonna die, we'll die then. in the next one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Either that I, I do or wanna... maybe Deadpool will show up and save the day. No, I think I think and I mean this is this is towards the end of the movie, but we can talk about this now. So the the end he gets all the stones and Thor almost kills him, which was dope. And he snaps his finger and like a burst of energy happens and everyone's like, What'd you just do? And then Thanos leaves, and then like random characters start literally fading from existence. And not existence. the characters you would have picked, because I was like, Alright, this is where Tony's going. This is where Cap's going. This is where all the original Avengers have been such a nice segue and transition for out with the old and in with the new. But no, I'm telling you this. If you were a fan and you just got into the MCU a month or two ago with Black Panther and you're like Wakanda forever and then T'Challa's gone, I would have been pissed. I, I'm a little <laughs> pissed right now he's gone because he. I love that guy. And he's like, this is no place to die. And then he's gone. That was sad, guys. That was sad. See, see, for me, though, it took away the sadness of it because when T'Challa disappeared, I went, okay, well, this is getting rewritten in the next movie because yep. they're not, like, to, that. Black Panther made way too much money. Spider-Man made way too much money. Doctor Strange made Guardians too much money. Guardians of the money. Galaxy, they're all gone. Guardians Rock of the it. Galaxy made too much money. And Plus, so, most like, of these when guys it, are still under contract. Exactly. So when, when, when they disappeared, like, from a me looking way too much into the movie i was like oh, okay cool i mean this is sad i can't but i'm bravo marvel for doing it but i know you're gonna undo all of this except for these issue. characters yes this is and so but 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 i think this is interesting because it, it wasn't the people we were expected to happen and it was sad because it's some of these new ones that were really attached to like peters was really sad because the, he got a n- nice little monologue but i'm really excited because i made this realization for avengers 4 which comes out next May, it's going to be, you know, wrapping this up. Oh, excuse me. It's going to be continuing this. Avengers 4. Hey, JK. JK, it is a part two. Um, it's all of the original Avengers are left. Yeah, I, I thought Which that means Avengers 4 is going to be hitting that nostalgia button hard by having it just be the main Avengers with probably Rocket and some of these other ones that are left doing something else. And so we're going to get this last hoorah movie with the original Avengers. And in that movie, we're probably going to lose Iron Man or Cap in an attempt to bring back the new Avengers. And that's going to be the new generation. See, I just. Which I think is going to be really cool to see the the original ones left to to giving like basically they're going to say I think they're going to end up sacrificing their lives to bring back everyone and bring back a new generation yeah. of heroes. But here's the issue. We know the entire plot of the next Avengers movie and that's boring. And, and this is my biggest issue with this film because they got the, the biggest issue is it doesn't matter that they're all gone and everything else, like all the weight of them going and make, look, you want to know the one that got me the most was freaking Groot. Because he's Groot, and I love Groot. But that was really the only one, because the rest of them just made me a little bit angry. Because I know there's another Spider-Man Homecoming movie coming. I know there's another Guardians. Like, half of these movies... Guardians 3 is, yeah. All these movies, I know there's another uh, Spider-Man. I know there's another Black Panther. Like, I know all these movies are happening. They're not going to not happen. And this is is what I was hinting back at the beginning. And I feel like me and Tommy may be in the same vein of this. And Matt, you may feel the same way, too. But... This works in comic books because in comic books you can kill and bring back people and have this effect all the time because they're just characters on a page. But when you're in a movie movie format and you've got to hire people and you've got to have the right people and you've got all the logistics of making it happen, it loses its impact when I know that this is just the first half of a movie and it's just left in some... And I hope some of these other deaths are real because like I, I would, I'd like... The, I, I'm sad Loki died. 
But I like that that's where Loki died because I felt like it redeemed his character a little bit in that and way. Gamora. And Gamora the same way. Like, I love Gamora. I love Star-Lord. I don't think Gamora's coming back. I don't think Gamora's coming she, back. Because she's got to do with the cell stone. But here's the thing. And I, I agree with you. I agree, agree with what you're saying. Because from a movie going and a film standpoint, which we have to remember, we look at films different than oh, other I, people. I, I, than I the recognize most, that. Than the average person. We can't just go, oh, they're not going to keep that person dead because they're going to make more money by bringing them back alive. We have to look at the movie from the perspective of where the movie is. We can do that all day long and, and go, okay, well, yeah, we know. But we have to look at the movie from the perspective of right now to really be able to, like, give our opinions of it and stuff. We can say that, but, like, I don't think that's something we can really super get hung but up on. Here's the deal. I disagree with that because at the end of the day, like, this is my opinion right now. And not in a bad way, but like, I I know enough to know that that this is happening, and it somewhat kind of makes it a little bit more bitter and cheap to some degree. And and I get it, yeah. I get it. It's like you have more information, and everything else. But at the end of the day, this isn't like this isn't necessarily like uncommon information. Anyone who has just too too like a, a little bit of sense is going to recognize that if a movie like Black Panther was extremely as popular as it is they're going to make a sequel to it. So killing the character here is just going for some shock value that for me falls flat because it's not real. If they would mm. really kill these characters, like I would be impressed, but we I, like that. Listen, I had lunch today with a bunch of guys and that was the question is, okay, the main question that this movie brings about is what, what happens next? And that in and of itself feels like just kind of a corporate ploy instead of telling a full story to just make more money. And I don't know, that mm -hmm. just sits a little bitter with me, and maybe this is just a lot of resentment that's built up in me over this sequel and, uh, you know, transformer like, 20 million movies until it's dead kind of thing. It just feels like Marvel's gotten to the point at this point with this movie that it's, it's, they, had to do, they had to do a cliffhanger ending just to get us to come back to watch the next one. Tommy? I mean, I, I think I'm, I think I'm finally rubbing off on you, Drew. <laughs> And I, I hope one of these days I can rub off on Matt because this has what been my biggest issue. <laughs> this has been my biggest issue is there's no suspension of disbelief. Yes. That's even exactly if, what it feels even like. if they went with the, all right, I'll applaud them for coming out of left field and not doing what we suspected. Yeah, I agree with that. But if they had, I could have settled with a heroic ending of Iron Man dying to make sure that, Thanos didn't get the last Infinity Stone. I can live with that. I can commiserate with that. But then when you pull this flip on me, and if they had just done it with a couple characters, like if to me it was the moment that they took T'Challa away, I went, nope, nope. I now know it's coming. Yeah. And I too got bitter. Like that was it for me. It's like this is the, the bane of why I can't stand Marvel movies is they will not – they will not suspend my disbelief long enough. When they killed off Loki at the beginning, I went, yes, we're setting a tone. And then Gamora, I was like, these people are actually dying, and they're going to stay dead, and I don't have to worry about Marvel pulling a comic book. And I had, you know, going back to this discussion that you guys were talking about, and I had this discussion with, with a friend after the movie. He's like, well, comic books do this all the time. They always bring people back from the dead, and I understand that. But in the film world, if you bring someone back from the dead, it's because you got poor writing nine times out of ten. 
that's a that's a laziness or your own inability to get yourself out of a situation, and it comes across as cheap. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. agree with that because because death has weight to it, and and it felt like it felt felt like until the end, the decisions and what had happened, it felt like there was weight and emotion to this story, and then it felt all fake very quickly for me. Um, yeah. I agree with you, Tommy, and. and and listen, here's the truth about it in comic books, too. The reason that they don't let comic book characters die and stay dead is because they want to sell comic books. Um, mm-hmm. and, and listen, I understand business world. I understand we got to make money. I understand everything else. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know. It just felt like it was sneaky, and it, it just felt, I don't know. It just left a bad taste in my mouth. Now, again, there's a lot of this film that I liked, but the ending really made me look at everything else that I did like in more of a, like, ugh. I, I can't really describe it, but maybe the best way to say it is just left a bitter taste in my mouth. I don't know if that's how it was for you, Tommy, but that was kind of me at the ending. Well, I was just, I'll be honest, I think the movie was too long, and I had no investment in most of these characters, and that's where it falls down for me. I've just got no investment in 90% of what was happening. And so mm-hmm. I sat and I watched, and... There were moments that I loved. I I did enjoy the parts with Peter Parker. I loved all of the alien references. <laughs> um, that was that was awesome. All of Peter Parker's pop culture references were spot on funny. Yeah, they were they they landed. Um Doctor Strange did a good job. Like everybody did a good job. There were just few people I cared about. Um And once again, maybe it was just the environment that I was sitting in. I'll I'll probably get it another watch. Maybe in a couple weeks because I got movie pass, but um, well, you can't go see another movie again that you've already seen. Um, well, I actually paid actual. I think this is why I was pissed. I paid legitimate money <laughs> for that ticket. <laughs> I didn't even use movie pass. I paid legitimately out of my pocket on top of everything. Yeah. So, so here, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll I'll say this because y'all got the sorry to go on along. <laughs> that was my biggest my biggest thing I didn't like about it. I feel like that's probably Tommy's I, too. I yeah. don't disagree with y'all at all. I actually agree with you. Maybe not quite as bitter, but I do agree. You're young. At Give the it end, some time. At, shut up. <laughs> I agree that when the ending had zero effect on me, besides the little monologue with Peter, that was sad, but I, I agreed. The moment T'Challa disappeared, I went, oh, all of the new characters are about to disappear and we're just going to get the OG Avengers, which, cool, that's going to be great for the next movie. Um that apparently we're getting because nobody really knew this was happening. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I agree with y'all. I, I it, it kind of made me feel a little meh, and I, I kept accounting it to maybe I'm just kind of numb to that kind of stuff. But after kind of hearing y'all talk about it, I do think y'all were right, and maybe that's exactly what it was. Y'all put it into words the way I – because I've been saying since the beginning, like, the end happened, and I was like, I can't quite put it into words – I don't know how I'm going to talk about this movie because I can't quite figure out yeah. what it is or how I feel. But I do think you're right on that, that it's there's no suspense of disbelief because and maybe it's because we live in an Internet age where we've already seen set photos of Avengers 4 and we know it comes out in May and all this other stuff. And we know the box office numbers and already know the next six movies that they're doing that it ruins the experience of going to these movies because we can't have an empire strikes back ending moment of wow, everything sucks. And yeah, we know there's going to be another movie, but I have no clue what's going to happen because of the internet. And we know box office numbers really well. And we know what the next movies are going to be. 
doing it takes away that that those moments um so maybe maybe i agree and most people wouldn't view wouldn't ha- share the same opinion that we all i think can agree that we we all agree on that ending but um well and I, i'll yeah. say this matt i think you know what you're saying about using empire strikes back is a good example i mean if that's what they were going for gosh they could have just done it in a much better way because i feel like at least with empire i felt like you told a whole story within the parameters of the movie even though everything sucked at the end i just felt like we only got part of the story here and maybe that's just me it felt like we got a story up to a point i would have rather the movie ended with him grabbing the last infinity stone and uh 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 clicking snapping gosh snapping his fingers snapping his fingers that's it roll credits that would i actually kind of wanted that to happen i had that that would have been a much better ending a cliffhanger people would have been pissed i get that but at the same time like i don't know what if the what if the next film would have opened up with all these guys disintegrating away like that's the opening scene and then we get the marvel call that would have been more that would have been no that that, would have been and that's what i'm saying is that like they it's just a poor point to end it if you want to leave it on a cliffhanger leave it where you don't have any clue what's coming next because marvel movies have always had the end credit scene which i hated this one by the way because i do not care anything about nick fury anymore or shield or any of that and i i i have no but guys captain marvel's coming back she for sure is not disintegrated like half the existence i have no clue who captain marvel is and i don't mean that in a bad way but like Again, like I just think it could have been handled better, and the ending made the entire front end but, bitter for me. Now I have some you things know what I'd that l- post-credit scene does is it makes you go, I don't know who Captain Marvel is, and they're gonna go, guess what our next movie is? No, of course, and I I get it, I understand it, <laughs> but I just don't think it's good storytelling. I'll Give go that far, and I, and I'm not trying to be elitist because everyone I've talked to loved this, and listen, I liked a lot no. of it, but I just from a storytelling perspective. They could have ended it on a better cliffhanger without making everyone who knows two cents about anything. Because here's the deal. All the people I was talking to at lunch today, all the same thing is, okay, how are they bringing all these people back? Because they know. They just know that folks are coming back. It makes sense in the world we live in. You know what I I had another thought with this. Because here's the thing. What Marvel needs to do is in the next one kill off some people. And keep them dead, oh, yeah. and not bring and not bring back Loki, not bring back Gamora. Keep some of these people dead. It would not shock me if they bring everyone back. No, it would not because shock it's me Marvel. Either. I pray and hope they won't, and I hope they recognize it's not a good call. But if the next in, in next May, when Avengers four comes out, and at the end of it, if every single person, if it's a complete reboot, and then they're like, "Hey, the Fantastic Four are here. Hey, the X Men are in this universe now. Hey, all these people are dead. They're still back alive. They're just new actors. Don't worry about it." I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be like, "Nope, done." Hey guys, I'm- Wolverine's back. <laughs> and he's he's actually five foot tall like he is in the comics. <laughs> okay, here, here's the deal. I, I let's let's shift let's shift let's 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 segue because I feel like we're getting bogged down on the ending and I think we've I think we've established kind of where we we've all talked stand almost on an it. hour and I've only said negative things and I have some things that I would really love to say that about I love in this movie. Do we do okay, you want to talk about it. things I like? Can do you want me to go ahead and go? Can, yeah, let me let me touch on just a couple other things that I was iffy about. Okay. Because I just only have a few. Um, I talked about I didn't. I was worried about the Asgardians. That bummed me out. The the 
I love Bucky, and I think Bucky's a cool character, and I was expecting so much more out of Bucky. He was just there because he has to be there because they were in Wakanda, and I was really bummed we didn't see get to see more of Bucky and or at least an awesome fight scene with him and Cap fighting side by side. But they barely interact, and that really bummed me out. Yeah, but we got Bucky um, and Rocket, and that almost made up for it. Just, yeah, just because of still, Rocket's comment about I'm gonna get that arm, that I chuckled yeah. really hard. At. I mean, that was great, but that's that that is the only time that that Bucky really did anything. Like, and I like I grant it. There's a lot going going on. And we got to see a lot, but I was really bummed because Bucky was such a central part in other movies and the post credit scene of of Black Panther. I just feel like it was a missed opportunity. Um, and the other thing that kind of made me. I don't feel like I like the way that the Guardians interact with the rest of this universe. I like them much better on their own. It just makes me realize how unique and how they're good in their own sense, but they're not a great team and not a great group for this kind of situation and it bummed me because i love the guardians Guardians in general though they're not i know but i things but but i love i love the guardians they're two they're my the first ones in my top three of marvel and i love these characters but it made me realize that this movie really showed their faults and how they work where they are but when it comes to them interacting with other people they kind of fell flat for me and that really bummed me out I think also except that whole for picture Thor's, made me laugh, Drew. Except <laughs> for Thor's interaction with um, oh Star Lord, that was so funny. I yeah, think, okay, that that I liked, but that, like but some I of think the outside rest. of that, I think actually this is probably one of the weaker uh, Marvel films with Chris Pratt. Like I actually didn't like Star Lord. I, I I felt odd. Like I felt like they went too far out of their way to make him this weird like. Yeah, I, I, I like too that. much incompetence. I yeah, I liked it. Um, I like Star Lord. I like the Guardians. My I, one of my favorite parts of the oh, whole, too. whole film was uh, was the whole uh, uh, Star Lord trying to change his voice to sound like <laughs> Thor. My wife, <laughs> okay, my wife definitely leaned over and said, "This is you if you were a superhero." And I'm like, oh, "I'm not that lame. Aww. Don't tell me." And there, but it's and there were some. <laughs> There were some great moments, and I, like I love the first interactions with them, and like I even thought the the moment when Star Lord and Gamora gets captured and that interaction with Thanos, I, like I was I was scared for Star Lord. I thought That's he fair. was dead, but then the ending, and I get it, it fits the character, but I just didn't like how how they interacted. I actually I, I'm being too broad. Maybe I'm talking specifically about Star Lord because I loved I loved. Thor, Rocket, and Groot's adventure. That really was my favorite that. part of the movie. I love. I really. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage was made my giant, favorite part of the entire movie. <laughs> my girl, my girlfriend, literally slapped me on the leg and went, "They made him big. He's a big dwarf." And but it honestly, made me laugh. And I, I think his voice trying to go too deep was a little. <laughs> it was yeah, but it was uh, kind of funny. I've been. I like Peter Dinklage a lot. No, th- those are my negatives. The rest I have positive, and my biggest positive, like. Um, for for Thor Ragnarok may have, like I like Thor Ragnarok, but I understand that like for a lot of people they tried way too hard and it didn't land for most people. But I like kind of where they built Thor's character and Thor came to his own to me in this movie because I just loved his interaction. He still was funny, but it still felt like stuff that Thor would do. But Thor was freaking awesome in this movie, and when they build this new hammer and 
the Bifrost lands in the battlefield, Ooh. I was like, yes, Thor's here! And then the hammer comes yeah. out, and he was kicking butt. Thor was probably my favorite part of this movie. I, I, I love that little side adventure, and I freaking love Thor in general. I, I agree with that. When when the Bifrost landed in Wakanda, and you know they're getting their butts handed to him, and all of a sudden you just see this lightning axe hammer thing. Rainbow bridge. Yeah, like when that... <laughs> When that happened, literally everyone bursted in applause in the IMAX theater, and it was packed. So, like, that was like one of those really cool cinema moments that you can only get when you're, you know, seeing a movie when it's like opening weekend and a theater's packed and everyone's just engaged. I had a really good viewing experience, Tommy, unlike you. I'm sorry. And, uh, man, I loved Thor. I thought maybe it was just because of Ragnarok. I really like Thor and Ragnarok. I just, I will say this Thor's had a pretty bad week. I mean, he's had a pretty bad week, right? Thor's, yeah. I, Poor Thor. He's lost a like lot. Everybody, everybody else has had a bad time, and by the end of this, it sucks, but like Thor's got that on top of losing half of his Everything. people, possibly all yeah. his people, his entire family, his hammer. his He got his eye back. He got an eye I, back. But but even that, I, I like the whole thing because it was Rocket, and Rocket's always got these random parts of body parts laying around. But I did have this moment of like, well, what was the point of you cutting out his eye? I kind of dug the eye patch. Either like keep him missing an eye or don't cut his eye out. Like, what's the point Matt, of Now that? he like, has two different colored eyes. That's the point. Does does yeah. he? One was blue and one was like uh, brown. Huh. I didn't catch that. But okay. I mean, I mean, I didn't hate it. I just, I kind of like the fact that since he was the the king now that he had the odin vibe and now it's just like don't worry about it it's too hard for him to wear an eye patch all the time let's just put his eye back i like in. that they powered so. up thor and thor ragnarok so much and like it felt it felt like he was not gonna be powerful in this one especially the beginning and then when he comes in he he's kicking butt i'm like awesome so they didn't just make it seem like he was powerful for his own solo movie he really is powerful yeah, I mean, he almost killed Thanos, but like, why never? Why did he never use his lightning until he got the hammer? I was, I was bummed because that was a whole big part of Ragnarok. Is he had all the lightning powers? And there's a shot in the trailer where he uses his lightning. I'm assuming to help jumpstart the star, and that was taken out. And I was bummed we didn't get to see at least one point where he uses it before he gets the hammer. But I mean, that's not a huge point. I just was surprised that didn't happen. Thor was awesome. Spider Man was awesome. Peter's awesome. I mean, the I don't know sp- how I felt about the uh, Doc Ock legs built into the suit. I loved it because, but mostly because that suit is based on the Iron Spider suit from the comics, and in the comics he has this those arms that he uses. And it's only in that suit that he ever has it, and like it was cool to see it. And he didn't use it too much, but I thought it was super cool that they at least had that. And I like Peter, that, of um, course, was a gem. Outside of uh. Um, outside of those legs, that it really was all about Peter's abilities, yeah, and less about the suit doing it for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, we didn't have the over over an abundance Karen. of of Karen and Stark. Besides the fact that then, which probably made it easier for them to give them excuse for their heads to show up, as the nano suits made it easier for them to like take their helmets on and off. Which, I mean, that works real well because we got to see more of Tony than we normally do. Um, what else? I I like Doctor Strange a lot in this. Doctor Strange movie was cool, but it wasn't my favorite ever. But I really liked him in this, and getting to see him go all out against Thanos, like that fight on the moon Woo. on Titan was dope. And I was on edge the whole time just because I was like, 
he could kill these guys in any yeah, second. Yeah, I really like and that. And I believe it could happen. When he grabbed the moon, I was like, oh. That was not what. Don't throw another that moon was, at me. That was, or I'll be yeah, really pissed I, off. I like, I like that fight. I think my favorite part of that entire fight, two parts of my favorite part. I love Star-Lord jumping through, putting a uh, like an explosive on his back, and flicking him off as he jumps through a portal of Doctor Strange's. Yes. But the one I liked even that more, was awesome. that was Spider-Man jumping through portals saying, Magic Punch, Magic Kick. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really liked that a lot. Oh, it was that was probably my favorite fight of the whole movie. Was was the moon fight? Agreed. I, I think we can agree. Tom Holland's an awesome Spider-Man. Yes, like he's they had great. to give him a fake script. Did you guys hear that? Because he's he's yes, he's, he's really he bad at spoilers. He listen. It's my favorite thing ever because when they interview him, he is always with Benedict Cumberbatch because Benedict Cumberbatch stops him from spoiling things. And I have a, I'll send y'all a montage of like clips where they ask him questions and Benedict Cumberbatch goes, "I'll answer that for him." Or like they'll ask they <laughs> ask him a question. He's like, "Are we gonna get any new new characters in Infinity War?" And Benedict Cumberbatch just goes, "Oh, Christmas tree, oh." Christmas Christmas tree, da, 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 and like starts blocking, blocking Tom Holland. It's hilarious. He, like he babysits Tom Holland, and it's great. He's he awesome. He has really become. It's crazy because he's only been in three Marvel movies. Uh, one of them for hardly anything. He had his own movie, and now this one. But he is Spider Man to me in so many ways, and I just he's owned that role. I love. He really made this movie shine. Uh, he feels like what to- if you- he feels like what Iron Man was to the early Avenger movies to some way. Just this funny breath of life character who who really just shines. And I really like I really like Spider Man being in this altogether. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All I right. Agree. What was your what was y'all's favorite line? Like, is there does any of the lines stick out to you? Because I have one that's probably my favorite. It's probably not the best, but it just uh, it stuck out to me. Do y'all have one? Mine's probably, it's in reference to the alien, but it's delivered by Iron Man, where Iron Man's talking to uh, the priest, which I don't know why Thanos has Squidward. to have a cult-like Squ- following. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when he's talking to Squidward, and uh, the, the Squidward's like, I'm more powerful, I'm more magical, or whatever, and Iron Man's like, yeah, well, the kid watches more movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like that Like all his stuff is like, have you seen that really old movie, Aliens? It's just like... <sighs> what's he, what's what's he got a plan? What's he got? <laughs> I hope that's a running gag with him, where he's just like, "Have you seen this really really old movie?" And it's just something, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, that hurts, Peter. That hurts." Yeah. Me. <laughs> my my probably favorite line, because there's a lot of great lines, but probably my favorite line, the one that still sticks out to me, is when Thor, Rocket, and Groot show up and they're fighting. And something said about Groot, and he does something. And he looks at Steve Rogers, goes, "I am Groot," and he goes. I'm Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I also love that Thor can talk to Groot because it was a minor. <laughs> because it, hey, was, an, it was an elective. It was an elective. Oh, yes, it was an elective. Th- those moments, like there, that felt like little bits of Ragnarok that were thrown in of Thor's. Yeah. I felt like Thor's character is taking a definite shift, and I really he's, liked it. Um, I agree. It's great because the things he say, like, they may be ridiculous, but they fit his character. Like, when Star Lord's making fun of him, he's like, you are making fun of me. Like you did it. You did it just there. You made your voice lower. And it's just like the things he says are so funny. Or the fact that he calls Rocket a rabbit, a rabbit. the entire time. Rabbit. And like, <laughs> yeah. No, I. I think for me, I really liked uh, when Thor shows up, and Thor sees Captain America and says, "Captain, see you." He's like, "Nice haircut." That's... And I said, "See you, copying my beard." Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, sure, pretty much. I yeah. also um, dude, some other things I liked. I liked some of the team ups they had. Uh, Matt, you just mentioned you know Rocket, 
uh, Groot and Thor being your favorite. I think that was great. I never would have put them together, to be quite honest. Um, no, and I love the the line where like you just want to go with him because you don't want to fight Thanos. <laughs> yeah, like, that was I mean that was pretty funny. I um, but I really liked um, I liked the Wakanda battle. I liked uh, I liked Scarlet Witch, um, uh, Black Widow, and uh, I can't remember her name. I can't pronounce it from Black Panther. The really the really fierce Kingsguard chick. Um, the the it starts the with an O. Uh, but anyways, uh, like their yeah. whole fight with the the bad whatever her, her name was the black order girl i thought the, was really the great. girl power yeah the girl power fight where like her black oh like, yeah, yeah that it was, was a great fight i was, was like cool. i don't want to mess with any of these women not a single like, one oh, i never knew until right now but i've always wanted to see this fight right now i, I like the whole wakanda fight a lot um salmon salmon war machine yeah and the, like falcon and war machine working together so much was awesome. i just like that we actually got to see war machine's got a lot of freaking guns and stuff i mean he's supposed to but it was cool like that mm-hmm. one he flies by and he's dropping bombs like out of his suit oh, yeah. was freaking awesome uh mm-hmm. yeah man i i, I liked yeah. a lot about this movie There's... i just the ending really for me just set it in a, a weird place and i know that may just be me and that not may not be the my but if they would have ended it on the snap i think i would have really loved this movie yeah i understand that and you need to have a strong ending and for most people, they would say that that was a strong ending, but I definitely think the way we view it, it just doesn't have the same effect as it could have. I will still commend Marvel for doing it, but I'll also not commend Marvel because we know what's yeah what's gonna happen. Let me ask next. you guys. So it's kind of it's. Uh, let me ask you this: We've talked about all, uh, you know kind of Titan crew. We've talked about uh, a little bit Wakanda crew, but what what did you guys think of you know Falcon, Captain America? That whole Scotland scene with Vision, Red, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch, all that. What did you guys think about that? I liked... Slept through it. <laughs> I enjoyed the interactions between Vision and Scarlet Witch because we get hints of that, but it was it was nice to see them their relationship develop. I mean, it was kind of whatever. I think it worked. I do think it was powerful at the end when she ends up being the one to try to destroy and it's this real emotional moment that is like immediately completely taken back by thanos which i thought was a great moment like that was we had this like deep sad thing where vision dies and they sacrifice him to stop thanos and thanos is just like jk time stone and so then scarlet witch has to watch him die twice which is really sad, and then ultimately die herself. But like, um, I, I really like Cap, and I like all of them. I wanted to see a little more from Cap, um, but for what they had, they were his his sh- him showing up and his intro was awesome. The fact that most of them were just normal guys and they were beating up these minions of Thanos was awesome to me. I really like that team. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of a not just mention of. I guess I I had a hard time believing that I know Black Widow is hardcore, but like Scarlet Witch is real powerful. So is Vision. Like these are like two of the most powerful people we've seen in some of these movies. They've established that and they're getting their butts handed to them. But now these just not as powerful folks show. I mean, Captain America is awesome. So that didn't bother me, but I don't know. It just felt like it was a little weird that all of a sudden a guy with a jet pack and a guy uh, and a girl with some electric sticks could take them on. Uh, well, the- well, there is a theory that Black Widow is actually a scroll, which is well, an alien that's super powerful. That brings a question so, up ooh. about that. Is is that one guy with like the pointy ears in the Black Order? Was he a scroll? Because he kind of looked like one a little bit. No, he wasn't he a was scroll. A, okay. 
Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell. He did kind of have that vibe, but nah, he was not a scroll. Okay. Yeah. But we will learn about the scrolls in Captain Marvel, so they may have something to do in the next one. We'll see. Yeah. There's rumors that some of them may be actual scrolls because they're introducing that in. And for people who don't know, scrolls are aliens in the Marvel universe that can like shape shift. And there's like a whole storyline where a lot of the heroes turn out to be scrolls in hiding. So, and they're introducing the scrolls in Captain Marvel. So there may be scrolls around, which there's a really convincing theory that Black Widow is actually a scroll in hiding. So that could justify yeah. that. I think it makes a lot of sense, but that's completely off topic from this, but it's kind of interesting. Um, I definitely feel like we've talked a lot. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to add. I, I wrote because I didn't want to forget it. Uh, my friend asked me what I thought about this part of the movie. What about Red Skull showing up? And all I could say was thank you for closing off that plot point that that they've just left hanging since freaking 2011 well, or whatever. I, I didn't remember. No, even before I didn't that. remember that plot point. So, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, it was Captain America: The First Avenger, which came out. It had to have been 2009 because it was before Avengers, and he disappears, and you know he's still alive. And so my friend was like, "What'd you think of Red Skull showing up?" I was like, "It was surprising and interesting, and I'm glad they closed off that plot point, so there's not anything still like, what about Red Skull? Where's he at?" So I I thought it was kind of cool. Isn't there? But sadly, it wasn't. Uh, is it Hugh? Hugh yeah, he didn't get. Is that yeah. the actor? It wasn't him, which bummed me it was out. 2011 was the first Avenger. Um, so here's the thing for me. I isn't there a comic book character or nothing in DC that's like that spectral hooded figure? Um, oh the the yeah yeah the you know what I'm talking about is it the Spectre? The, and, is it the Spectre? Oh goodness, I'm but you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah I know you're talking so about. So mm-hmm. I, I, at first I was like, is that who this is? Is there like a Marvel version of that? And then when it turned out to be Red Skull, I was like, wait, there probably is that is. who I think it is from the first movie. Oh, I don't care about him. That's exactly what I thought. I was just like, eh. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The spec. Yeah, you're right. Because you're right. all I remember about the no, first Captain uh, America movie was, he, was he, he was like a Nazi bad guy, and then he takes a mask off, and he's got a red head. And, yeah, again, not, not being a comic book guy, I didn't realize that, like, that was anything well, important. He, at, at the end of the movie, the Tesseract like sucks him up into, and it's the Space Stones. So it's like sends him out somewhere. And so we knew he was alive somewhere, and now we found out where he is. It just closed off that point because they didn't know what they wanted to do with it, which I was just glad they closed off that point. A lot of people, including me, had the moment where we thought that figure was death because in the comics, Thanos is in love with the personification of death, the character. That's why he does all the bad stuff he does. Um, but when it, so a lot of us thought it was death, but that wouldn't have made no sense to throw that in halfway in the movie. So it's just what they used to close off that plot, that plot w- hole that they have. I will used. say another thing I really liked was Thanos. Like I felt that he was a really good villain. Like he was so good. Like definitely they have improved villains the last few movies from Marvel movies, which has always been kind of one of my critiques against them. The, the whole part with the soul stone I thought was really cool because like, there's that whole moment where Gamora is saying what we're all thinking. It's like, ha ha, you suck. Cause you don't love anything. You only love destruction and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like crying and they're like, Oh, she's dead. Oh, he likes, he loves her. Oh, she, yep. Bye Gamora. That, that part was like, that was, that was, that was a good part, which good job. And you know, till the end, but all right. Is there anything else? I feel like, 
there's still lots, but I don't, I've, I've covered all the stuff I wrote down. I know I'm going to think of stuff later on. That's gonna, uh, I'm going to be bummed. I didn't mention, but, uh, Thor's hammer's awesome. Stormbreaker. It's a little over the top. It's actually, yeah. eh, well, that's a comic yeah. thing. It's actual. It does not, does but, not surprise me one bit, Matt, that that is a comic thing. But in the comics, it belongs to a character called Beta Ray Bill, which is a guy who looks exactly like Thor, except he has a horse face. And he actually uses Mjolnir for a while because he's worthy. And so Odin makes another hammer that's basically Mjolnir, and it's called Stormbreaker. And so he has an axe just like Thor, and he looks just like Thor, but he's a different character. And he also, his face was, he was in the Planet Hulk storyline. So, like, there's actually his face on the big tower in Ragnarok, so. But different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to add? Nope feel like we covered it all right then that means it is time for us to give it our rating whether we give it a dope or a nope whether we love the film or we hated the film there's no middle ground drew you have to pick there's middle ground and so here we go because i also am super we should i wish we we should have got like somebody as a guest who was like hyped as I <laughs> get out at the end of this movie because like to help balance out some of the stuff we've talked about. But anyway, um, Drew, go ahead and go first. Dope or not? Nope. I, I, I can't give it neither, Matt, because I don't, I know. No, no, I no. I'm sorry. Let's call it a flawed system. I need to watch it again. I'm still processing because again, okay, here- I like the movie and I think if you like Avengers, you're going to like this. For sure. I like the moving. I just felt that like the ending made was just a, it was a cliffhanger, but it felt a little, it felt a little cheap in a few ways. And for me, that made everything else a little bitter. So I, I, I can't give it neither. Cause I, I don't know. I don't hate it. So, so basically you won't, you don't want to have to give this movie a nope. So you're just not going to answer. Okay. Gotcha. No, you have, I don't you, want to give it a nope. We're either. coming, we're coming back to this. You're going to give us a rating at some point in the future. So sure. Tommy, please, please give us a rating. <laughs> Tommy feels the same <laughs> I way I do. Know. I do because part of me wants to say nope, because that's exactly what everybody expects of me. And that's what I come to expect from a Marvel film. But in terms of Marvel films and people who love Marvel movies, I'm sure for everyone else, it's a great film and they loved it. And for, for what it is and for the audience that it serves, it's a dope. But for me as a person, it's an ope. Ope. That's what I give it to you, Tommy. It's an ope. Ope. (laughs) So, Okay, first of all, the rating is supposed to be our own personal rating. No other movie that we have talked about, Tommy, have you started talking about the audience that it's made for. Why are you doing this now? Why are you doing this to me, people? Because I get crucified every time. Oh, my goodness. No. All right, all right. You want it? All right, all right. You want it? No, no, I don't want it. You gave it an O. No, you gave you did. Nope, nope. We're going gladiator. Neither one of my neither one of my co-hosts have given it a rating. They're going to simmer on it a little bit longer. I. You know what? I give it a dope. Because I was so no, bored. You literally texted us and said no. you hated this movie. Don't oh, go back nope. on your I word. Nope. I'm going with a nope because no, I was you not can't go because you said you can't win any of these either way, Tommy. You lose. 
I, anyone who sees this movie loses. <laughs> I don't even feel like I need to give it a rating since you two. Oh my gosh. I, I would personally, I need to think about some more, and I'd actually like to uh, go see it again. Do okay. you have to Tommy? Can we can we do a delayed rating? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like I just need some more time. Maybe to think next about episode. It. We, we will, here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is I will give you. This is a big movie, and there's still lots of process. I will give us. We I mean, will we haven't this even another talked day. for half the length of the movie. Yeah. You what? We've talked We're, for half. Our the discussion length. is even isn't even half of how long the freaking movie is. How am it's I true. supposed to you know, come up rumors. with a decision? There's rumors. Why has this become a problem with this movie? I don't understand what is happening. Fine. Here's the deal. We will rate this movie after we've given it more time. Because I will give it, it's only been a few days, and this is a big movie, and there's a lot going on. Oh, excuse me. So, we are not giving it a dope or nope rating today. <laughs> because reasons. Matt, what, would you, what would you have given it? Just I'm not telling you now. We've given it a dope. We don't know. Matt's I'll as predictable you, yes, as I am. I will give. I would give it, a, and I will give it a dope because I really enjoyed it, and there's not enough I disliked about it to give it a nope. But I will agree on a lot of the stuff that we disliked, but I still really enjoyed it, and I give it a dope. And we will get y'all's ratings later. Now we're gonna talk about binge watching. <laughs> now listen, hold on, before, because this is our favorite segment. Before we transition, I will say almost universally, everyone I've talked to has loved this movie, and if that's the thing. Go for it, but just per maybe. Hey, maybe this movie because it's such a crazy movie. Maybe this should be our an exception where we should give it a number rating at some point. Not now. Let's think about it because I think maybe this is just a little too complicated and big for us to give a dope. <laughs> even though I love our rating and you can't take it away from me, and I'm still giving it a dope because I would be the passing grade if I had to give it a number grading. But let's do that. And when we rate it later, we're going to give it a number rating because that'll help describe it better. Do we agree with that? Yeah, sure, why not? We will make it we will make an exception to the to the rule this exception time. Exception to the rule exception this time rule. because it's because it's a big deal and it's a big movie. I mean, well, I don't, I don't know if it's a big deal, but I mean, yeah. we're indecisive. Look at these numbers. It's a big it's, deal. Guys. Just, you can't deny just, by oh, looking oh, at just these because numbers. something's made a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean it's the best in the world. Oh no, that's true. Fast and Furious is number like 10. Exactly. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we are we satisfied with this? I don't know what's happening on this podcast. <laughs> Chaos. Chaos. It's, Chaos hey, is exactly. A this is almost the exact words that everybody said at the end of that movie. I don't know what's happening. It, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to feel my emotions. <laughs> All right. How about this? I'll give you a dope or nope. In May of 2019. When part yeah. two comes when out. When we get part two? Yes, we're getting a part I mean, two. We only got half a freaking story in this movie. That's not what I said. I said when part oh, two comes out. Sorry. Yes, I was agreeing. I, Calm I down. I thought you said if we get a part two. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, I said when we get part two. I just feel okay, like Tommy fine. and you could have made the entire story more concise within the time limit we had for just one movie. Maybe that's just because I believe in you guys so much. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I but they want to make a lot of money, so they're making again. two movies. I'm just irritated that it was supposed to be two movies, and then they were like, "Nah, we're well, doing that's one," me and too. then like this year, this year it's like, "J.K., we're doing a fourth one." I have a friend 
who doesn't believe that the movie dates are legit and they he believes that the movie's coming out sooner. And well, they come out that, that just what they wild. did with this one. No, no, he's talking about like it's supposed to come out May but of he's next year. December. He's oh, talking know, like he he thinks they're gonna roll it out before the end of the year. I would say I would be impressed. Or like the beginning of next year. I would be impressed by if Disney if they rolled out like a February Black Panther or a like December thing. I, if we go to see, uh, well, and that's the weird thing about Disney because they don't have any big films in December this year, right? Because they've had Star Wars the last few no, years. Star Wars and they, is May. And they've had, you know, Rogue One was in the fall. Not uh, Solo is going to be in the here in a month. Listen, if they did it, they would break everyone's minds, and I think it'd be awesome. But I don't think they're going to do it because Captain Marvel is not supposed to come out until like March. But they're still filming that actually. But it is interesting that we've seen more set photos already of Avengers Four than we just now this week got set photos of um, Captain Marvel, which is supposed to come out before that. Well, because I I would assume that they filmed the rest of the Avengers while they were filming everything else. Like, I mean, you if they already that. have everything in place, like, why, yeah, why not? They've already got people scheduled, lined up. If like everything's there, so do so do well. we think there's a possibility that they may have some of it already done? And like September or something, they come out and go, guess what? We're coming out with either like in December or like January. I, of I the would first say year. it'd be no no sooner than November if they pull. But man, it. if they did but... in December, like man, what if they wait till like September or something? Like, hey guys, that's what I'm saying. Like, September or October, they drop a trailer out of nowhere, and that's it. And then it like they wouldn't have to do any marketing. No. They drop one trailer and everyone will go see Ooh, that movie. The best way to do this is to tell Tom Holland, <laughs> just "Hey guys, just this is what we're doing," and <laughs> let Tom Holland. let Tom Holland. But Spider Man's like, dead. He may not be in it until like the very end. <laughs> I did. I did hear a theory. <laughs> they may tell him it's a Spider Man yeah. movie. Honestly, I, <laughs> come on in. We're gonna yeah. film a Homecoming. Too. I did hear that evidently in comics, the Soul Stone like is vampiric and it like sucks. It it craves souls. And I heard evidently like souls that get sucked into the stone live in a whole other dimension called Soul World. So like someone said, what if what if that's the next movie and it's just everyone that got sucked in, but they don't remember everyone, and it's like all these people aren't existing. That's kind of interesting. I had a friend who who had that thought. It was like, what if like they create a separate universe of these people, and from their perspective, everybody else vanished, and so we've got two universes. Which I was like, I'd be down for that. That sounds like a cool story. Sounds very comic booky, but sounds very here, comic. Here's book-y. here's the last thing I'll say about this, and we can go binge watching. This is something that I think is is a, a little concern in my in my mind. We're entering into very comic book different dimensions, time travel. Like, I mean, we've been doing this for ten years, yes, but for ten years, it's been a lot of introduction and setup, even to this point too. So. At this point, we are getting to some very comic booky reset stuff, pocket dimensions, time travel, all this stuff. And my, my little fear, and I think the Russo brothers have done a great job on a lot of these films, including this one. I felt like it was put together very well, except for the ending. Um, but um, <laughs> but I just feel like going forward, there's a lot of ways that they could really mess it up easily. I guess that's my little concern like it's not it's it's um it's getting real complicated well my thought here's what i think i think they're going to continue the mcu but now that they have all of their characters back mostly 
they're going to start doing they're going to keep doing like side they're going to start doing what DC's trying to start doing where they're going to be doing stories either in a separate universe or just standalone so like we'll probably still see Deadpool's pop up but that's not going to be in the MCU cuz that doesn't fit in the MCU so in the comics for a long time there was the main universe and there was the ultimate universe and the ultimate universe was a lot more gritty so I think they'll eventually keep doing the MCU for the main stuff and they're going to start rolling out stuff in like an ultimate universe or a separate universe where they can tell more different stories like a Deadpool story or an ultimate Thor where he loses his arm and has to run around with an axe instead of a hammer and stuff. So I think that's what they're eventually going to do because they're not going to be able to, it's going to be very difficult for them to get, take all of the properties they've just gotten back and all that they've done and continue a concise world without doing some side stuff, I think. But that's just a thought. And with that thought, we will end our discussion of infinity war and we will close out with our favorite segment. What you binge watching. This is the segment where we talk about what we've been spending all of our free time on lately. I'll go first. I'm almost done with Gundam wing. I have like three episodes left it's gotten better in the second half because some of my favorite Gundams have shown up, like Death Scythe and Doom Maxwell. He's awesome. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of um, PUBG's test server that they've rolled out this week. They've got a big update coming up. They've added a lot more attachments. They've completely worked, reworked like all the guns. They've done a lot of really cool stuff with it. Um, one of the bigger things is now there's a separate subclass for dmrs so there's like the sniper rifles and now like there's dmrs and i think they've introduced a new dmr and attachments for ars work on dmrs Hmm. so it's kind of broadening and they've changed some of the weapon like uh most of the submachine guns now shoot a lot better because they're trying to encourage people to get away from just always using ars because those are like the main weapons like you get an m416 and you don't use anything else and they've also like nerf the distance for some of the ARs where you can still use them from really far away but to try to encourage people to use more sniper rifles and DMRs and uh, I think by adding new attachments and creating where more attachments work on more guns it's changing it up I watched a video today by Shroud uh, who's a big PUBG player playing it and talking about it how like it's a huge update and it's it makes the game feel really good and it's like a really refreshing for the game so that's mostly what I've been playing. I've played a little bit of that. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's about it. Oh, I did watch this weekend with my girlfriend, Batman Under the Red Hood, which is one of my favorite animated movies. It's so good. If you've never seen it, go watch Batman, Batman Ninja, Under the Red Hood. I think, isn't that what it's called? It's evidently out. I've not seen it yet. Nope, it comes out next in a oh, couple okay. weeks. It comes out in May something. But it's been getting incredible reviews. It's like an anime Batman, and it's been getting such good reviews. It's supposed to be incredible, and I cannot wait to watch it. I will definitely be talking about that when it comes out, so don't you worry. And that's me. What about you, Tommy? Uh, what have I been doing? Um... <clears throat> Uh, I've been reading a lot, actually. Read uh, Ready Player One. I don't know if I talked about that last time. I finished the book. I um, understand why people didn't like the film. Apps of freaking lootly. Um, Does it make you like the film less, or do you can you kind of separate them as two different entities? I can I can see them as two different entities, but I can see where I did like the book better. I still appreciate the film. And I still enjoyed the film for what it was. But it made me really thankful I didn't read the book first because I, I too, if I had read the book before going to that movie, because those, 
there is I mean the first chapter where it talks about um like the trailer park uh like that is on point and then everything after that is just different like it's it's not even <sighs> some of the general plot line is like the plot points are the same but nothing of the plot is really there um I, I really did enjoy the book though. I'm still going through Sword Art Online. I think I'm um I just ordered the fourth novel, so that should be here tomorrow. Uh mostly been reading. Nice. I did find a decent Netflix show. I don't watch a lot of car shows, but I've started watching one that was called Fastest Cars or Fastest Car. Ooh. And every episode, um they pit three sleeper cars against one supercar and they do a drag race. Hmm. And then the season finale is uh, every car that has won an episode pits together in a like uh, seven car drag. Um, it was fun. It was just, you know, it was, it's good background noise while editing and stuff. Cool. What about you, Drew? Well, I've been reading a lot, mostly because I have a huge research paper due in a few weeks. Uh, but in my spare time beyond that, I've been playing a lot of Guild Wars with my wife. Guild Wars 2, which is an MMO. It's really good. Uh, it is. There's nothing quite like having like a, a huge world event boss and fighting like a huge dragon with like 80 other people. Um you just can't get out a lot of other games. Beyond that, I actually have picked up Destiny. I played Iron Banner last week a good bit. Six versus six. Uh, Matt played one night with us and then left and never came back. Uh, I played one night because all y'all were doing was complaining while playing. And it was getting I get annoying that. for I me. I get that. We, I will so, say we've... I, I, and I wasn't playing well, and I was getting aggravated, and I also felt like all we were doing was complaining to the game, and I was like, why are we playing this if we're just complaining? So I played Overwatch, and that was yeah, what I played. I get there. that. We, uh... I still love, I still love Destiny, but, like, I don't, I don't get why we were spending time doing that if no one was enjoying it. No, I understand so that. We, that's just kind of where I, I stood that at That first it. night, I didn't really have fun either, but I did play later in the week with a different group, and we actually... Uh, did a lot better once we had six people playing on a team. That was probably the funnest thing. And I, I that's I, something I kind of realized us playing Halo last week and playing Destiny a little bit. I miss having like a full squad of people playing a first-person shooter competitively is a lot of fun and uh, something I've not done in a long time. So it was fun to uh, play 6v6. I'm sad because I feel like some of Destiny 2's problems and the reason it's not doing so good right now rolls back to the fact that they didn't keep like they it felt like they went with routes of and decision makings in the game to make it more competitive instead of making it more fun to play with friends and i think they're paying for that a little bit now because you know first destiny gosh we played tons of crucible just because we would play a raid or something and then go play that because we could all do it together can't do that now so mm -hmm. having six versus six was uh was fun so that was fun hopefully they'll bring it back and not make it something that just happens every now and then so that's what I've been doing. Not much. Oh, it's also we started watching How I Met Your Mother again, me and my wife. That's that's a great show. Nice. Apparently, Westworld season two's already started. I didn't realize that, so I'm probably gonna be checking that out soon. We should maybe talk about the season when it's done, because I know we've all watched the first season, so that may be a fun thing to talk about. And uh, yeah, 
Thanks for joining this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed us talking about Infinity War and agreeing and disagreeing on some stuff, but mostly agreeing on everything, um, except for our rating. <laughs> and um, you can, uh, down in the description below, you can add, go to a page and give us show topics. Um, I don't know if we've checked that in a little while, but we'll check that soon for sure to see if there's any topics you guys suggest that we may want to do. And you can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Try to update it when we can. And uh, rate us on iTunes. Find us on Podbean. And without any el- anything else, we're gone, guys. Thanks for joining us. And we are the Valkyrie Cast. Valkyrie Cast.